this is Coffee Number 5. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us again today in Coffee Number 5. And today, joining us for our coffee is here, Hakina. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we have so many questions that I want to ask you. But first of all, I'm going to let yourself introduce yourself. Okay, well, I'm, my name is Heklina, and I am a drag queen, and my home base is primarily San Francisco. I started doing drag in the mid-90s, in 1995, and I started a nightclub called Tranny Shack, and um, I did that for about 20 years, and then I started a, a nightclub in San Francisco called Oasis. I, I travel around the world uh, doing shows, but most of my shows are here on the West Coast, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Seattle, Portland, um, and uh, I make a living doing drag, which is very unusual. Um, very, very unusual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm lucky in that sense, that because I, I'm not the kind of person that fits in with the regular nine-to-five uh, world. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky that I'm able to do something, and make a not, living. You're not only making a living, you love what you do, and you have fun doing what you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do love what I do. Sometimes it, is, it can be a grind, like anything, you know. Um, but I, I'm very grateful to have, to be able to make a living doing this. And, yeah. uh, and yes, I, I do. It is a passion for me, performance and uh, all that, you know, oh, all, the, okay. all, all that comes with it. Okay, so let's go back to the 80s, early 90s. How old this started? How all of it started? Well, it started, uh, drag started for me, uh, like most gay men, I think, uh, trying it for Halloween and, you know, having fun with it. And then I started doing theater here in San Francisco. And then within that theater, I began doing drag, drag parts. And then I started a, a Tuesday night club just for the hell of it. I didn't think it would be successful, but it became successful and uh, that became my life. Uh, so that was 1995. I've been doing drag seriously full time since then. And you never stop. You keep doing. Did you have a day job before that, and um, that you decided I'm quitting my day job to become a drag? Well, I was kind of a crazy kid. I traveled around a lot, and um, I landed in San Francisco, and I had jobs in nightlife. I worked uh, bartending, and uh, in night, I was in nightlife anyway. So that's that was my day job. I guess was, was a night job was a night job. Yeah. Yeah. But when I, when I, uh, became a club promoter seriously with tranny shack, I, I quit all those other jobs and just focused on nightlife. Well, uh, I, I know yeah. that later on, I mean, you, uh, created a contest also for drugs mm-hmm. and they became really popular. Right. And you have celebrities like, uh, Lady Gaga, Gaga uh-huh. and Cher coming to be their, Am I right? Well, they weren't judges, no, but I mean, Lady Gaga came to uh, perform at my club right before she became famous, maybe like six months before. And Cher came to my club because she was campaigning for Hillary Clinton. And uh, I've had Pink and Gwen Stefani and other people. They come, they come and uh, they just, they just make an appearance, you know. Well, that that says a lot about your club, that they choose mm-hmm. you and not someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so 
I have a few questions. First of all, I want to know how hard it was to learn to walk in heels. Uh, it was a lot easier when I was younger. Uh -huh. um, but now that I'm older, I, my heels have become shorter because it is, it is difficult. Um, uh, but I had to learn the right kind of heels to wear, you know. Um, so I, I don't really remember. I, I think it was just a lot easier when I was younger. And, and, be, and back when I was younger, I could only afford, you know, one or two pairs. So I was used to walking in them. Now my whole closet is full of high heels and I never wear them. I just wear the little tiny heels now, you know. Oh, I have to tell you that that's my weakness. High heels are totally my weakness. Really? I'm, I'm the lady in black, but heels, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to have them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so nowadays you have your club, you have two partners. So you're not only doing drag, but you're a business person. Right. And it's hard to run a business. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like even before I, I became involved in Oasis, which is the nightclub I own right now, I was always a business person. Uh, when I started my, my night, Tranny Shack, when I started throwing parties in the 90s, I was a business person. I, I had to learn uh to run it like a business in, in a way you know i had to keep it going and um so somehow running business became natural for me i don't know where it, it came from because my parents never taught me any of that but um but with oasis it's a much more uh serious business like uh you know taxes and insurance and hiring people and you know all that stuff and ordering so it's all a lot more complicated. Did you ever feel like people underestimate you for being a drug in the business world? I think early on they did, but then they learned really quickly that I do not, uh, it's not going to do to underestimate me because I do take it seriously what I do. And I've, I've always been professional. I don't, even if I'm hired for a job to perform somewhere, I, I'm never showing up late. I'm never showing up drunk. And, you know, and th those are the kind of things that I ask of the people who perform in my show. Don't be late. Don't be drunk. Do a professional job. You know, that's all I ask of you. So. Um, that's what I was an another question I want to ask you, because it's really hard to separate sometimes the performer from the boss. Because right. when you're a performer, you are part of your team. How right. do you separate those two roles? Well, that's also been very difficult because usually I hire friends, you know, that I know to, to do jobs like bartend or in my show or manage things. And it is a hard line to, between a friend and a boss. And so that, that's something that a lot of my people I've hired have had to learn. And also when you come to work in a nightclub, you're not coming to have fun. Have, I mean, sure, you can have fun doing your job, but do your job. That's the yeah. most important thing. So how, how do you implement that? Do you have rules? Do you, when you hire someone, you tell them these are the rules, this is what I want. Uh, I know that I personally have a very strict role with toxic um, or gossip with my team. I, oh. oh, I hate that. The first uh -huh. thing before I have someone in my team, I tell them there is no gossip here. Right, I right. don't want anything toxic. You have any problem, mm -hmm. we talk about it. Right, right. Um, yeah. And I know that there is a lot of rumors that people love to talk and there is uh, the gay or even the drug community is very known for being very gossipy or very uh, catty 
Yes, that's that. a good word it, it, for it. Yeah, is yeah. that true? It's really true? Because, I mean, come on, I'm like a boss bitch, but... Yeah, oh, of course it's true. <laughs> People love to gossip. And uh, what I have discovered now uh, with the younger generation is they have a very hard time talking directly to you about their problems. You'll find out about their problems because you see that on their Facebook. They go to Facebook to talk about every problem they have. And so I, I have to be like, please don't put problems about your work on Facebook. If you have a problem, talk to me. You know what I mean? So that's, that's been really, uh, a lot of people can express all of their feelings on Facebook, but when you say, talk to me about it, then they have a hard time. And that seems to be a new generation kind of a thing. Do you feel like the generations in drugs uh, from the, the all drug generations that they started the, the movement and the new drugs are, are there is a different culture there? Well, I think there is a different attitude now that uh, the young kids are very influenced by RuPaul's Drag Race and that is their main goal, you know. And uh, there's also an entitlement in a way where they, they do drag once or twice and they're like, they expect to be on television or, you know, booked or making money and it's just not that easy. It's a lot more difficult. Um, you have to work a little bit. You have to work at it, you know, a little bit harder. You have to put the effort. Yeah, and and I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm saying young people yeah. <laughs> only are, are like this. But there seems to be a lot of not just young people, but a lot of drag queens who start now. They they seem to want results immediately, um, and it's just not that easy. Only hard work. You know, I, I've noticed because I've been doing it a long time. Only the people who work very, very hard at it will rise to the top. And that is like anything, you know. It's like anything you do. So tell me a little bit, when you prepare for a show, where you come up with your ideas for your acts? Well, usually there's a theme uh, for the show. If, if it's, a, of course, if it's a Madonna or a Lady Gaga theme, of course, we, we all try to pick the song we want to do. And then we listen to the song and come up with a concept for the song. Um, that is generally what we do. Um, yeah. Do you have any guidelines? Because I've been see, I've seen all these kind, different kinds of drug shows, even in the same night, that some of them, they're really in your face and a lot of them that they are like very witty. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any kind of guidelines that you like to have in your performers and your acts? No, not really. No guidelines. Mm -hmm. Um, just not too messy. I think over the years, I've, I've hate, I hate blood and <laughs> glitter and all that stuff because I, it's, I've seen so much of it, you know? So, you know, if you make a mess, please clean it up. I, people pour all this stuff over themselves and throw glitter and confetti everywhere. And I don't, I don't want all that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> that totally makes sense. I wouldn't like that. I would have uh -huh. to clean after. Right, right. Uh, so what's next for you? Well, I actually, I made the announcement recently that I am leaving Oasis uh, in 2020. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I bought myself a house in Palm Springs, and I'm ready to make a move uh, to be down there more often. And um, that does not include owning a business in San Francisco. So I made the announcement last week, and uh, I'm working at, you know, living more down in Southern California. Maybe I'll uh, open a club down in Palm Springs or a, a drag bar. 
Oh, that's it. It's much closer to me. Let me know and I'll be there. I will. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. It was so lovely to speak with you and oh, to you, get man. an insights of the drug world. Of I course. really, really enjoy it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.